It's 11 o'clock, I'm Kenny Hodgart. The top stories, health authorities say 58 people are now being treated for malaria at Hong Kong hospitals. One patient is in intensive care. HKU paediatrician Patrick Ip says he thinks the government may soon be able to buy toddler doses of the BioNTech COVID vaccine. And Labour Minister Chris Sun says officials are into the details of contracts of the, in- of the dancers injured at last week's concert by the boy band Mirror. Health authorities say 58 people are now being treated for malaria at hospitals here. One patient is in intensive care. Two have already died from the mosquito-borne disease. Officials also said they had screened more arrivals from Guinea, both at the airport and in quarantine hotels, and more than 30 of them tested positive. Dr Chang Shukwan from the Centre for Health Protection said officials would continue to test travellers from the West African country but that the disease was unlikely to spread in Hong Kong. Placing patients in a single quarantine hotel, that would facilitate management, but in Hong Kong, malaria is not transmitted through air or the respiratory tracts. The disease is transmitted through a vector, that is mosquitoes. There are no mosquitoes in urban areas of Hong Kong that would transmit malaria, so the risk of transmission in the community is very low. University of Hong Kong paediatrician Patrick Ip says he thinks the government may soon be able to buy toddler toddler doses of the BioNTech COVID vaccine, adding that officials and the drug manufacturer have been working on the logistics. But the associate professor said children shouldn't risk waiting for BioNTech and get a Sinovac jab first. Officials are getting ready for the infant version of the BioNTech vaccine. There's a chance it will be available here. We're optimistic. The government and the drug manufacturer are discussing the arrangements. But the major premise is that parents shouldn't wait for BioNTech. The epidemic is recurring. You need about four months to complete free jabs, so parents should go for Sinovac now to get sufficient protection for their children. Labour Minister Chris Sun says officials are checking the contracts of the dancers at last week's concert by the boy band Mirror to see whether they are self-employed and are looking into the implications this could have. Two dancers were injured at the concert, one of them seriously, after a large video panel fell on stage. When asked about possible compensation, Mr Sun said that even if a a worker had signed a self-employment contract, they might still be classed as an employee. It depends on the fact rather than what kind of a document we signed. So right now, the Labor Department is in the process of seeking information from concerned companies and also um, liaising with dancers. We hope that with our mediation, they'll be able to determine later on whether or not these dancers are self-employed or they are indeed employees. The minister added that officials were still investigating whether anyone had violated the law over the concert and that prosecution remained an option. An advisor to Ukraine's president says the the UN must demand that Russian troops hand over immediate control of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, saying it was miraculous it had not exploded. Mikhailo Podolayak accused Russia of putting Europe's safety at risk with what he called dangerous provocations. He urged the UN and its nuclear watchdog to step in. Kiev and Moscow accuse each other of shelling the plant. Earlier, the mayor of the southern, the southern Ukrainian city of Nikopol said the Russians were using the plant to launch attacks on his city, knowing that Ukrainian troops wouldn't respond for fear of causing a disaster.
The governor of Luhansk province in eastern Ukraine says Russian occupiers are luring locals with promises of free food, only to start pressuring them into supporting moves to join Russia. Serhiy Haidai says the occupiers and their collaborators find out people's personal details and tell them to come to special meetings to receive food, water and building materials. There, they would be pressed into signing up for a so-called referendum on joining Russia, which is a crucial part of Vladimir Putin's annexation plan. Mr Haidai says this is happening in Severodonetsk, Lysychansk, Popasna and other places. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The U.S. state of Indiana has outlawed most abortions six weeks after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the constitutional right to a termination. It's the the first U.S. state to impose such a ban since the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case was overturned. Brandon Smith is from Indiana Public Broadcasting. The law doesn't take effect until September 15th, so between now and then, abortion is still legal in Indiana up to 22 weeks uh, gestational age. But it's a really uncertain uh, ground here. Uh, Abortion clinics under this new ban will no longer be allowed to operate whatsoever, even for those limited cases where abortion is legal. You'd only be able to access that at a hospital or what they call an ambulatory surgical center owned by a hospital. On Wednesday, voters in the traditionally conservative state of Kansas voted in a referendum to keep the right to an abortion. Thousands of commuters across Bangladesh, especially in the capital Dhaka, have been left stranded as buses decided not to run after the government raised the price of petrol by 52% and diesel by 42%. The BBC's Sanjay Dasgupta reports. It was the sharpest fuel price hike in the country's history, brought about, said the Energy Minister Nasrul Hamid, by soaring international prices, which forced the government's hand. But that did nothing to mitigate the plight of urban commuters. Most buses went off the roads in the capital, Dhaka, and in other cities this morning, leading to throngs of impatient urban commuters, many having to wait for hours, only to struggle for a foothold when the next overcrowded bus came along. The announcement was made late on Friday, triggering a race to the nearest petrol station by thousands of cars and motorcycle riders, eager to fill up before prices went up at midnight. Israeli aircraft have continued to strike targets in the Gaza Strip for a second day, while Palestinian militants from Islamic Jihad have fired more rockets into Israel. Israel says it has arrested 19 IJ members across the occupied West Bank after carrying out airstrikes in Gaza on Friday. Twelve Palestinians have been killed, including a key militant commander and a young girl. Israel's Prime Minister, Yair Lapid, said Israel was responding to a specific threat. Israel carried out a precise counter-terror operation against an immediate threat. Our fight is not with the people of Gaza. Islamic Jihad is an Iranian proxy that wants to destroy the state of Israel and kill innocent Israelis. The head of Islamic Jihad is in Tehran as we speak. We will do whatever it takes to defend our people. Israel says militants have fired 160 rockets, but most were intercepted and no serious casualties have been reported. Egyptian officials say they're trying to mediate between the two sides. It's not yet clear how Hamas, which runs Gaza, will respond. US media say the actress Anne Hesch is in critical critical condition after crashing her car into a Los Angeles home, with the collision starting a large fire. Robert Kemp has more. 
The Los Angeles Fire Department said a vehicle had struck a house in the city's Mar Vista neighbourhood, causing, quote, structural compromise and erupting in heavy fire. It said firefighters took over an hour to put out the blaze. The TMZ online newspaper reported the 53-year-old actress had initially crashed into an apartment building garage before driving off, with the same car later crashing into the Mar Vista house. Anne Hesch starred in a number of 90s movies, including Six Days, Seven Nights, Donnie Brasco and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Australian media say Judith Durham, the lead singer of The Seekers, has died at the age of 79 following a long battle with an illness. The folk-inspired band found fame in the 60s in both the UK and US, as well as their native Australia. The band is perhaps best known for its songs Gregory Girl and I Know You, I Know I Will Never Find Another You. They were named Australians of the Year in 1967, but Judith left the band a year later to pursue a solo career. Australia's Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, described her as a national treasure. To sport and in the English Premier League, Liverpool's title challenge is off to a faltering start. They could only manage a two-all draw away against Fulham in their opening fixture. They came from behind twice in the match, with Fulham's Alexander Mitrovic netting both of the goals for the hosts. And a look at the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers and some isolated thunderstorms. Sunny periods during the day tomorrow with temperatures ranging between 27 and 32 degrees. Moderate east to south easterly winds. The current temperature is 28 degrees with humidity of 91%. And a look at the top stories again. Health authorities say 58 people are now being treated for malaria at Hong Kong hospitals. HKU paediatrician Patrick Ipp says he thinks the government may soon be able to buy toddler doses of the BioNTech COVID vaccine and Labour Minister Chris Sun says officials are looking into the details of contracts of the dancers injured at last week's Mirror concert. The news from RTHK. Sparks flying from the sun Hey, I hardly know you Can I confess I feel your heart Beating in my chest If you come with me Tonight's gonna be the one Cause you faith and no fear For the fight You pull hope from defeat In the night there's an image of you in my mind Could be mad, but you might just be right
broken church Heart that hurts is a heart that works From a broken place, that's where the victory's won Cause you fail, no fear for the fight You pull hope from defeat in the night There's an image of you in my mind Could be mad, but you might just be right Yeah. 